0: Hello ISFL and welcome to another episode of football talk today I believe this is episode 21 maybe 22 let me look that up real quick yep episode 22 um uh I'm your host uh football is cool uh player named Stumpy Jones um Play offensive line for the Sarasota Sailfish. Um, this episode will probably be a shorter one. Just gonna kind of talk a little bit about the offensive linemen. Uh, kind of like right now, who's got a, a chance at uh, who the front runners are in the league for uh, offensive linemen of the year and whether or not who has a chance and things like that. Um, as well as kind of where the teams are um, as we go into uh, week 13 14 sorry week 14 15 16 where we're one week out for the playoffs so we this is the part where it's a lot of fun you have a lot more uh, drama about who's going to make the playoffs and who's going to be left on the outside looking in um, this one in particular is probably one of the closest races where I think we have the most number of teams or just an insanely large number of teams um, who still have a chance going into week 14 uh, to make the playoffs. Um, But we'll talk about that after uh, we get through offensive linemen. Um, Yeah, this year uh, is season 34, like I said, or might not have said. Um, there were a lot of uh, people. Like it's from an offensive lineman standpoint, it's been a pretty wild year. Um, we're, I believe, we're feeling the effects of uh, of the defensive end changes with weight, or linebacker changes with weight. At least I thought they were changing weight. Um, so we are seeing uh, specifically the. Uh, athletic, the athletic offensive linemen, whatever the smallest offensive linemen were, um, really have some struggles um, with the change. Um, and overall, you're seeing far more sacks across the board. Whereas last year, you had it's either the weight has really caused the change, or defensive ends have actually uh, become more of a teams have put more of a emphasis on on those players because um, because pretty much everyone across the league had a sack allowed um, at least in the top 20 2 4 6 8 10 12 14 18 20 so at 20 you have uh, Manhattan Project, um, sitting with zero sacks allowed. Uh, they play as center, so it's possible that defensive tackles are still not as like insane as the defensive ends, or they just haven't been affected. Um, so yeah, Manhattan Project is the uh, first player with zero sacks allowed. Um, however, his pancake number is only eighty-seven. Uh, whether or not that's a result of playing center or not um i'm uncertain um kind of an interesting year but um or not 87 um it what, what was he at right now um colorado uh, i was looking at previous years thing um for him Manhattan Project. Okay, so he... So yeah he was actually at 70 he's at 76 uh, so he might have a big uh, breakout towards the end of the uh, towards the end of the, uh, of the season as we get closed up with the final three games um, but other than that uh, pretty much everyone in the top 20 has one sack allowed um, and at the top end uh, there are some clear people who are towards the front when it comes to pancakes allowed. Um, yeah uh, the leader at this moment is actually a bot which is not surprising. You occasionally will see bots take the cake and really be at the front runner. Uh, the name's really funny it's a G2019 buys NFTs bot uh, this player's on the Colorado Yeti. Um, Colorado Yeti aren't doing so hot they're currently two and eleven but they have something to be proud of with this bot um this bot is on pace to break the current record uh for pancakes in a season which is 142 pancakes i believe Uh, at least in this sim version there might be a a bot who um there might be a, a bot or a player who actually got more pancakes in a season Uh, on the previous sim but i I would be very surprised 142 pancakes is quite a lot um and that was by bot 82 of honolulu i think i already said that but just making sure um but yeah uh g 2019 buys nfts uh is currently sitting at a whopping 128 pancakes which is really outrageous um he does have a couple pancakes so that is quite a fault but um I would be very, very surprised to see him not break that record. Um, I think that was an average of four pancakes a game. Um, However, we did see uh, Buckley, I think, be in a very similar situation when he uh, broke the record for human offensive linemen pancakes. Uh, a couple seasons ago where he actually had a game where he just didn't register any pancakes um down the stretch which was really surprising and i've experienced it myself that happened to me last season um my players stumpy jones um so i i I could see something like that happen but uh, i'd be very surprised um yeah big front runners for human uh offensive linemen that really are uh, in the running for um for offensive linemen of the year um i would say bernie sanders from arizona that's Caltroit flames um congratulations to him by the way i'm pretty sure he got a hall of fame nod uh, which is pretty freaking awesome uh, i think he's the first offensive lineman to um, Make it into the Hall of Fame, so uh, fair rubs all around, uh, which is really freaking cool. Um, but yeah, Bernie Sanders is currently leading, uh, off human offensive lineman right now, uh, sitting at 116 pancakes. Um, he currently has one sack, which, like I said, mentioned before, is pretty uh, normal for a player to have one sack allowed, uh, do those aforementioned changes um he's currently registered or as a guard uh however um my understanding is that he's actually playing tackle in all of the schemes that's just how he's uh registered in the sim um yeah but yeah uh 116 cakes is really impressive with three games to go um could potentially uh make a push for that uh o-line record especially with uh how arizona plays where they get a lot of offensive plays so uh, a lot of opportunities for bernie sanders to rack up uh pancakes i've been very happy with uh his production uh grabbed him in fantasy uh so uh got lucky with him uh popping off um it'll be interesting to see if he continues uh his ways and being a beast um, I would expect nothing less. Um, person who's close on his heels with uh, six less pancakes is Dexteria's player um, which is uh, uh, Beniri Tachawama um, he's pff, he's a hard earner uh, he's like I said he's got hundred and ten pancakes already and has two sacks allowed on uh a honolulu team that's really uh taking the league by storm uh who's sitting at the top of the asfc um and uh yeah big uh i guess thing that will probably impact uh his play is that he actually has two sacks allowed already and i assume he has a lot of penalties as well um but yeah um and then uh I guess we have me, uh, Stumpy Jones, who's sitting, I believe, in third place. I have one pancake allowed, or not one pancake allowed, one sack allowed. Uh, I don't believe I have any penalties on the season. Knock on wood. Um, And I have 108 pancakes, so right on Dexteria's heels. uh, And only eight behind uh, Bernie Sanders, which is easily made up with how crazy things can go uh, with the Sim. But... uh, I, I i i imagine if i don't make up pancakes on them in any of the three sims that uh i'll i'll just be out of the running and uh will get his uh get a will 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 take the lead um pretty pumped so far about the no penalties allowed uh i hope that persists usually Uh, Baltimore. I'll play against Baltimore, or when we play against Baltimore, I'll get like two or three penalties against them, and that'll really uh, fuck over my chances, um, even if I am the person who's in the front for pancakes. Um, But yeah, um, exciting for offensive linemen this year. Kind of bummed my uh, pancake streak uh, is no more. Uh, I think it was four or five seasons, uh, in a row where I did not have a, uh, a sack allowed. Um, yeah, all of season 33, 32, 31, that's three seasons and 30. So four seasons, yeah four season streak um that was broken against uh berlin i believe so yeah that was pretty cool um to have four straight seasons in there um i think three of the seasons i got pro bowl which is pretty freaking cool um but like i said um it really seems that the weight had a really big impact in how uh players perform uh i'm very curious if there's just an outright advantage now to the um, thickest of boys and the um, and the tactics strategies with the uh, Mauler archetype, um, which I think there is that possibility, especially because the bot was that Mauler archetype and they just actually popped off. Um, however, there's not really any other uh, high TP archetypes that share that similar, um, attribute distribution. Um, the closest is Zoltan, which, uh, he's a lower T P player sitting at a hundred. Uh, he got 101 pancakes with four sacks allowed, but, uh, Zoltan, I believe, or, or, or he's on, he's on pace for that. Um, I did a, have a calculation of like what's expected and stuff. And that was that. Um, but he, he like has a lot of sacks allowed in de- international. But yeah, Zoltan, I think he's inactive right now, which is really a bummer. I need to double check that because he's amazing. Yeah. He's a 500 TP offensive lineman right now that hasn't logged on, uh, since, uh, February 26th so uh could could make a comeback could just kind of be chilling but I I wouldn't be surprised uh if he just kind of dipped out um yeah but the fact that he is as productive as he is with the build that he has that's pretty nuts um so Yeah, I really think Mahler is definitely the way to go with when you're going, uh, yeah, I just think Mahler is the way to go, and I don't know why everyone has gone balanced, um, maybe it's just because I've consistently been towards the top in production with balanced, but, um... Uh, I think Mahler has actually been better. I think uh, I think Buckley actually ended up going as Ma- Mahler towards the end of his career and ended up putting up insane numbers. Uh, now that could have been because of like play style, how there might have been like a focus on uh, getting those pancake numbers um, or uh, going for like the record in a season. However, um, yeah, I actually just think Mahler is kind of broken, broken right now. Um, kind of debating on switching over to that for the next season i don't know if you have to pay money for that um for switching archetype i would be really bummed if that actually counts so like you can only get one archetype season, like in a career um just because that really discourages creativity like let's say i don't really like the muller thing but uh, i think it might be worthwhile um I don't know if you can test players with different archetypes or different uh, players in that position with, like, a clean file or something like that. Um, but, yeah, I really want to try that mauler position. Uh, I'm almost certain it will give up a fuck ton of sacks, especially if your team is a passing-based team. Um, but I think that would be well worth it um, for the chance, uh, especially if you're going for, like, Uh, pancakes record or something like that um so yeah that's uh that's my take on the uh, offensive line um good luck with this final stretch of three uh three games Uh, i'm gonna be really bummed if manhattan project wins like just because voting last year for offensive lineman of the year was so close i will be really bummed if Uh, Manhattan Project ends up winning it over uh, one of those other three guys uh, just because unless like they get no pancakes and he like pops off in the pancake department uh, just because it looks like his production is going to be his productions on pace for being way worse than what what it was last year as well as those other three guys are their production is looking to be way better. Um, than Manhattan like than what the previous winners was from last year. Um, but the voting was so close last year and I still don't understand why. Uh, I think kind of is weak um, <laughs> uh, of why that got that way. Um, yeah, um, so uh, now we're going to kind of talk about current rankings uh, in the season, where teams are. Um, who still has a chance to make the playoffs? Who's clinched for certain? Um, and whether or not they're locked into those positions. Um, current rankings in the ASFC, you have Honolulu, who's at the top, sitting at 10-3. and three. They really had a, an insane start to the year. Uh, this goes against my predictions. I'm pretty sure I predicted them fourth, uh, just on the outside, especially after last year seasons uh disappointing disappointment um but they've really done well especially with lasers player um yeah 10 and 3 not much to say um there is a small chance that they do get past and end up with the second place in the asfc if honolulu loses out and arizona wins out uh, but that is very unlikely um especially at the pace honolulu is at um like this, like I said, this team has been really good from a passing perspective, uh, and has rebounded quite well uh, after losing their uh, some two key pieces from two seasons ago. Um, now, after Ari- or after Honolulu, we have Arizona. Arizona is a team sitting at eight and five. Um, there is a potential that they do get leaped and do miss the playoffs. Um, However, that is really unlikely, especially with Arizona's history. Uh, they're a team that just consistently makes the playoffs. Um, their passing game has actually been way weaker than what I would have expected it to have been, um, just because they still have some pretty good uh, wide receiver options. Um, and even though uh, what Wendell Sailor, Wendell Sailor is really coming into the prime. Uh, Big surprise for me, personally, is that he really hasn't put anything into, I believe it's competitiveness, which uh, makes your quarterback better. Uh, It makes, I believe it increases your accuracy and the chance that your receiver will catch the ball, catches the ball. Um, His competitiveness is still sitting at 45, which is really very ludicrous to me. Um, uh, Just sleeping... On that stat maybe they found something that works really well for them um, and really emphasize that uh, intelligence and throwing accuracy in those in that game manager trait Um, but yeah uh, that's a really cheap or inexpensive thing to uh, increase very easily um, especially because he's had to sit for bulk things Uh, I could see him going for like an athlete trait Um, and saving up for athlete trait, but, um, I, I honestly think for most situations and most things, um, those tertiary stats shouldn't be slept on. Um, yeah. Um, maybe it's a mis, like maybe it's just a misguided thing, uh, because last season, I believe um season 33 wendell sailor ended up having like the highest passer rating um i think that was an anomaly um i did not yeah i just thought that was just a one-off rng luckiness season um and uh, i think this is really coming to show that uh it was just that it was a lucky season um I mean, he's still up there towards the top half of the league in the passer rating department. Um, but yeah, I was just very surprised. I expected this to be more of a. Uh, I expected it to be a higher uh, scoring team, especially with the past, uh, with previous renditions of Arizona and the weapons they have. Um, kind of surprised. That they their running game isn't as like it's still solid like it's pretty good at six in the league, um, but um, I was really really just surprised that their passing wasn't uh, top wasn't top four um, at this point, um, but it's still pretty good. Um, defense still really solid. Uh, all around and not really much that you can ask for. Just maybe expectations are just really unfairly high uh, for Arizona just because of how well they've done in the past. Um, Yeah, big surprise this season was, uh, oh yeah, I guess I should stick to this in order and stuff like that. So Arizona, uh, Arizona has the potential to uh, lose out and miss the playoffs. Um, as the ASFC is really kind of wild. The chances of that happening is probably pretty rare. Uh, They do play the Chicago Butchers, um, which is top of the NSFC uh, on Monday, and then followed up by New Orleans and then Orange County, who both are sitting at very similar records, which we'll get to, um, close records. Um, So there is a chance that if they do lose out, they do get hopped by two of the other teams below them. Um, like I said the ASFC is really really darn close you have uh, both New York New Orleans uh, and Austin all sitting at 6 and 7 uh, you have San Jose who's sitting at 5-7 and 1 due to a tie to Philadelphia I believe uh, and then you have the 5-8 and eight Orange County Otters um, sitting at, at the bottom of the asfc Um, all five of these teams have a chance to make the playoffs in that third seed Um, all separated by one game or less Um, anything could happen Um, it's probably most likely that we see some sort of this is a likely situation that we might see a tiebreaker just because a lot of these games are intertwined um, for that third seed so that would be an interesting thing Uh, i don't know who holds head to heads or if there's anything really out there to be aware of. Um, But uh, I would actually say Austin probably has the easiest strength of schedule. Uh, They're sitting at six and one of the three teams sitting at six and seven. Um, As they play Orange County, San Jose, and New York, um, that is actually the easiest strength of schedule. Um, The other two six and seven teams, they all have a game against one of the uh, teams that are above them. Uh, being that uh, New York plays against Honolulu uh, in week 15 um, and New Orleans plays against Arizona in week 15 as well Um, so there is that slight edge Austin has over them uh, just by strength of schedule Um, and then San Jose and Orange County also play uh, Honolulu and Arizona Uh, Orange County, I would probably consider eliminated uh, just because their strength of schedule is the most difficult. Uh, The three teams that they play is Sarasota, who's currently uh, a playoff contender in the NSFC, Uh, Austin, which is probably Orange County's easiest game to win, and then they also play against Arizona in Week 16, which, like we mentioned, uh, they're a a competitive team. So I, I could see Orange County losing out this week. Um, but, uh, I could also see them spoiling Austin's day, um, which that would really be a a blur for Austin. Um, San Jose is also not in a bad situation. Um, they could potentially get that, a lucky win over Honolulu in week, uh, 15, in week, uh, 14, and then they play Austin in New York, uh, in their respective, uh, 15 and 16 week. Um, they do have that tie, which uh, I'm, I'm sure right now they were wishing it were a, uh, a win uh, to really just push them over the edge and be have a little bit less stress. I don't know if that would be less stressful or more stressful. Um, are they playing for a draft pick or are they playing to get into the playoffs? Uh, I assume the latter. Um, yeah um new orleans has a really interesting like has a reasonable schedule as well uh playing against uh new york arizona and austin so like the asfc has a lot of fireworks and then new york has also in my mind an easy schedule just from a prediction standpoint because they play new orleans honolulu and san jose uh past few years have been good to me prediction wise because i generally just uh have new orleans and san jose losing in all games that i have them and whenever i pick san jose they end up winning uh which uh they're the one team that i can never read how they do they're like an anomaly they randomly win against arizona every season so uh who knows uh who knows um so that's the asfc um in the nsfc you have Chicago sitting at ten and three. Pretty. Um, I want to say that they have had some really good wins. They've been really high productive on the passing game. Um, specifically, their their losses are included to the Baltimore Hawks um, in Week thirteen, which is a really low scoring game. The Austin Copperheads and the New Orleans Second Line. So. Uh, very close games, uh, except for that Austin game. Uh, actually they, they're all one score games. So they are really close games as football goes. Um, passing game was pretty, pretty good this season. Uh, as I believe you had two of the top or you have two of the top 10 receivers right now. Uh, at least as fantasy numbers go, I don't know if, I don't know if that'll hold up, but uh, that's really good for them, um, yeah, yeah, so Chicago sitting, uh, sitting on a nice 10-3, and three, uh, and I could see them easily end up, uh, the season, uh, 13-3, um, they end up playing Arizona, uh, which is a really tight, even game, I would imagine Yellowknife and Philadelphia, um, so yeah um berlin is currently sitting at nine and four uh they do have the potential to be either first place or so so none of these positions in the asfc are certain uh the only certainty is that chicago and berlin uh, are making the playoffs um those are the two teams that do have that edge whether or not they finish who finished first or second Uh, or third Um, that could go to any of those like first could go to any of three teams between Chicago Berlin and Sarasota Um, there's not a possibility for one of those lower teams to jump into the that first position Uh, second position could also be uh, go to one of those three teams just depending how the season finishes out uh, Berlin, they have, uh, they play Sarasota. So big, big game on Monday with Sarasota versus Berlin. Uh, as that game will likely decide uh, who gets that first or second seed. Um, or not first or second seed. It, it'll likely who, who gets that second seed. Um, and then Berlin plays Colorado Yeti and the Baltimore Hawks. So the Yeti. Uh, even though the Yeti have a 2-11 record right now, uh, they do have a pretty phenomenal passing attack. So there is the potential for them to sneak a win off of someone, but uh, I don't know who that will be from. Uh, I would feel really comfortable if I were Berlin, just happy to make the playoffs. Um, like all the other teams, Just that's the goal, make the playoffs, give yourself a, give yourself a run. We've seen a lot of teams win from that two or three seed uh, over the past few seasons. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, next we have, uh, Sarasota, who's currently in third place, who's sitting on an eight and five record. Uh, they, we actually have the potential to miss the playoffs. Um, although that percentage chance is very low, uh, it is still a potential. Um, the situation where we would lose, where we would miss the playoffs is where we would lose out and one of the teams below us wins out the rest of the games. Um, Like I said, we're sitting on an A5 record. We play a hard game against Berlin, uh, which could really decide everything. Um, Then we also play against Orange County in Colorado. Um, Orange County has a history of beating us, so I don't feel comfortable playing against them. But we've done really well against Colorado. We have a really strong secondary. Thankfully with Ren and Clark being on our team this season um, uh, as well as the uh, other core members of our team in the secondary who have uh, been with us for a while. Um, as, yeah, I, I, I could I would be very surprised if we lost uh, Colorado, but those other two definitely feel like potentials pu- positions or spots to lose. Um, like I said before, um, Philly still has a chance to make it in. They're currently at a 5-7-1 and record uh, with that tie to San Jose. Um, their strength of schedule is pretty difficult as they play Philadelphia or as they play Colorado, um, Baltimore, and Chicago. Um, uh, Chicago, like I said, that should just really... We're, I'm really fortunate that their schedule is what it is because uh i feel comfortable with chicago beating them or in the likelihood of them beating them um yeah um next we have baltimore who's sitting at a five and eight record um they do have a potential to um jump sarasota um i don't know what the tiebreaker is so it is possible um, if Sarasota loses all three games and Baltimore wins all three of their games, uh, I'm pretty sure Baltimore plays Yellowknife, Philly, and Berlin. Um, so there is that chance for them to uh, end the season eight and eight, and Sarasota to end the season eight and eight. In Baltimore, have more conference wins. I think that's the de- that's the decider is more conference wins, uh, in conference wins. Um, so yeah, there is a small chance that Baltimore ends up uh, ends up in the playoffs in Sarasota on the outside looking in, uh, although that is small. Um, it, we did have that happen the past two seasons with uh, with teams. I believe Honolulu was one of the teams. No, it was uh, it was Philadelphia and uh, Colorado. Colorado ended up going from like seven and. It was like seven and four to losing out the rest of their games and missing the playoffs, which was just ridiculous. Uh, and then something very similar happened to Philadelphia the next season. Uh, and then I, I want to say something happened to like an Austin or Honolulu as well. Um, where something very similar happened. So, uh, until you have your spot secure, um, there's really, uh, no reason to pause. Um, gotta be relentless with this, as we have seen a lot of teams losing streak their way out of the playoffs. Um, which that's that's the worst. I would hate that. Um, but yeah, Baltimore, uh, removed from their championship. The as of now is kind of like a appears it's kind of like a, a hangover. They did also lose Renny Clark and, um, What's his face? Who was on Honolulu as the wide receiver? Um, from my class, T.P.E. I don't know where he ended up going to. Oh, it was Sam the Onion Man or DeLillo uh he ended up going to austin um yeah he i believe was on that um berlin or berlin uh baltimore team who ended up winning the championship as well as i want to say he was on that honolulu team but i could be wrong um probably less likely Um, but yeah it was really interesting um, I'm kind of surprised Austin did not do as well as, or they're not like at that front, um, the forefront of everything, uh, just because the quality of their wide receivers as well as their quarterback, I'm pretty sure they have a pretty good quarterback right now, or maybe Daytona's, who's their quarterback? Oh, it's unconfident. Okay. I'm pretty sure it's unconfident. I thought it was Jackie Daytona, but it could be Jackie Daytona. Did he roll swap? It's either Jackie Daytona or unconfident. Um, I don't actually know. Um, But, yeah, with the wide receivers they have, uh, yeah, they've got some really strong wide receivers going into or passing game, um, but their defense is a little – uh, less than what it has been in the past, um, I imagine. Um, but that'll pick right up when Phileas uh Pug Walrus, or Sp- Spicy Ron, love Spicy Ron, and then KC15's player. When all three of those guys really uh, come into those positions, then, then they're really going to be spiking. Um, but yeah, I don't... Yeah, Baltimore has a chance. Um, Yellowknife, Yellowknife is one of the teams that is also sitting at five and eight. However, they did lose the head to head to Sarasota. They lost both their games in the regular season um, to Sarasota. So they they automatically lose their tiebreaker. Uh, So they are eliminated from contention as of now, um, which I'm totally cool with. Um, And then we also have the other Air Raid team, uh, Colorado Yeti. So both Yellowknife and Colorado Yeti, I think, have been running Air Raid, uh, and they probably will. Uh, I will say uh, Live Laugh Love, quarterback of Colorado. Um, putting up some insane stats. Uh, I think they have been putting up insane yards, um, at least from, like, a passing perspective. I'm pretty sure they're first in the league with passing. Um which really blows for me because I think I have their one of their running backs uh, for uh, fantasy, but I also do have Live, Laugh, Love. Um, yeah, uh, pick Colorado quarterback even when they're low TP. Uh, they're kind of nuts. Uh, nothing really to go against that. Um, yeah. Uh, I... Okay, it is Jackie Daytona, can confirm. Wait, no. They, wait, are they running an ABBC quarterback situation between Inconfident and Jackie Daytona? Okay, they are running an ABBC quarterback situation between Jackie Daytona and 82. Um, Jackie Daytona definitely had a better season as he was the most efficient passer uh, with uh, 180 completions on 200 or he's got a fuck ton of completions on uh he's essentially like over he's over 100 passer rating uh taking care of the ball um yeah um cool uh yeah that's pretty much all i've got right now um i'm gonna talk about one more thing and then joan jet out of here um uh kinda of really excited, uh just past fifteen hundred TP. Uh and yeah, it I didn't think I would get here. Uh uh I I just didn't think about that it would be this way. Um so I'm super pumped about that. Um as well as I didn't think I would do a graphics, like legitimate graphics in this. And uh, it's pretty fun. I really encourage people, even if you don't know how to do graphics, I encourage people to give it a try, download the program GIMP. Um, It does have a little bit of a learning curve, but there are plenty of tutorials out there on the internet about how to do things uh and just play around with it have fun don't get frustrated you're not gonna churn out something that looks like something Slothface uh would churn out um or i'm trying to think of other notable graphics people who do insane stuff uh that is in this league Uh, but i can't really think of any Um, um but yeah uh really really fun um well, that's really nice wildfire micro that's really pretty sick um but yeah it's 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 been really fun uh kind of excited to start my regression as a player um i don't know if i'm gonna slip away and uh not really care as much maybe not do the uh season equipment um, but off. Oh, f- so, sorry, I just got a, a message from a friend. Um, anyway, that's all I got for you tonight. Uh, Forty-two minutes, not too bad. Um, I'll catch you guys in the next one. Uh, it'll be a more of a season review, kind of looking towards playoffs and uh, seeing who I actually ended up uh getting some awards so i'm excited for that um yeah this one was a little different um i'll catch you guys next time